Derek, the greatest movie of all time needs an enema. Today on the podcast, Batman. Welcome to the greatest movie of all time podcast, the podcast in which I, your co-host Rick Barrasso, I, your co-host Eric Smith, will watch every single movie ever made and help decide which one is the greatest movie of all time. How are you doing today, Derek? I'm doing excellent. I think this is like episode nine or something. We're on a roll. We're up there. We're starting to, to get people uh, listening to the, to the episodes and just watching the stats come in. It looks pretty good. Hopefully we get some more voices uh, getting in touch with us and letting us know what they, they think. So yeah, we're, we're really, we're, we're on a roll here and yeah, we got a real fun episode today, I think, but let's look back for a minute. Last week we talked about there will be blood with our special guest, Cameron Pond. I think it was honestly our best episode yet. Um, I agree. Yeah. I, I think, it, I think it was super fun. I'm getting some great feedback about that, but we're aiming to top that this week because we have a little bit of a new format and we think we're going to help make this podcast flow a little bit better. And more importantly, I got to pick the movie this week and I chose Tim Burton's seminal superhero film, 1989's Batman stars, Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne slash Batman, Jack Nicholson as Jack Napier slash the Joker and Kim Basinger as Vicky Vale. It's got a 7.5 on the Internet Movie Database, 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 69% nice on Metacritic. Derek, tell me – I'll go into why I chose the movie in a minute, but tell me what when you first saw this movie. Tell me a little bit of your history of the movie. So, you know, I don't remember when I saw it. I don't even think I've ever seen it from beginning to end as a kid. But I did have a lot of the action figures from this movie. Oh, sure. Um, so I'm pretty sure I had Batman and the Joker from the, the action figures from this movie. But I'm pretty sure that was introduced to Batman from Batman Returns. It wasn't this one. Really? So those are the memories I, th- I, I believe I have. So, yeah, I think today was actually the first time I sat down and watched this movie from beginning to end. Wow. That's – you know, this movie is probably on the short list for me of movies that I've seen more than any other one. Because this was just the the age that we are, you know, sort of the perfect age for this movie. My mm-hmm. grandparents had maybe three VHS tapes, and this is the only one that was like something that I would enjoy. So right. I just wore this movie out to the point where I actually, before I watched this movie, I went on YouTube and I found an ad like a Warner brothers ad that was on the VHS with bugs, Bunny and Daffy duck <laughs> that are like selling like a Warner brothers catalog. It's, it was like, because it just completes the movie for me and I just, right. I just watched it over and over and over again. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that as a three and four and five year old that just went over my head completely, which you catch on, on later viewings, but you know, it was Batman. Right. It was the Joker fun colors. It, it, it really, to me, this fun movie colors. just fun. oh, it, it is. It's so colorful. The balloons later on in the movie and everything. That, 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 that's why I was like Doink the Clown because Doink was just fun in the ring. He was just colorful. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. So, Doink is, is no pun intended, jacking the Joker's look from this movie. Oh, in a lot of, course, of ways. Of course. Yeah, the green hair. But it, I mean, it's to me, this movie just feels like home in a lot of ways. You know, to your to your, yeah, when we did Oliver, where it's like this movie just feels like home because right, right, yeah, this is just the thing that I've watched over and over and over again, and yeah, we'll 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 get to you know what what we enjoy about the movie and you know stuff we we you know didn't so much enjoy, but we're we're gonna do it a little bit differently this week. We're making a little bit of change to the show, uh, and instead of giving you a play by play, we're gonna just imagine that you've seen the movie, and if you haven't. What are you doing listening to us right now? Stop listening to the podcast. There's no reason for you to be doing what you're doing go right to the, now. Go, it's on HBO Max right now. Go to HBO Max. Watch this movie. Come back. Let's talk. Let's have a discussion. And what we're going to do instead is we're each going to name our three favorite scenes from the movie. And then we're going to go and, and talk about our least favorite thing in the movie as well after that. So, yeah, try to slim the podcast down. Get a little bit, like we said last week, a little bit of a leaner, meaner podcast. You know, hopefully stimulate some conversation. So... Derek, I'll give you the honors here. What is your third favorite scene in Batman? 
So let's see. They're kind of conjumbled to me because I like I, I, this movie for me. This movie for me was just a lot of moments that I enjoyed, not necessarily scenes. Um, okay. Because there would be a scene that I'd start to like and then not like at the end of it. But um, we'll say my third favorite scene was probably uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing and I shouldn't be, but the scene where um, Jack Napier kills Bruce Wayne's parents. And the only reason why I thought this was a good scene, well, I, I thought the guy who played like a young Jack Nicholson was pretty, pretty funny looking. Yeah, I'm glad that they casted that guy as him. But he says that he says the line that he says later on in life to Batman. Did you ever it's dance just, with the devil it, in the pale moonlight? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a cool connection. I kind of enjoyed how they put that connection. Interesting. We'll talk about that a little bit later for for me. Yeah. So, are are you saying just the flashback or the the surrounding yeah. where he's in Vicky's apartment? And you know, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. So, just I think just the flashback. Just the flashback. Um, okay. Now, now keep. Now, let me ask you a question because I, I is it is it Bruce Wayne who says that? You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's actually one of the only lines in the movie that took me it took me directly out of the movie. You know what I like about this movie, and I, I actually don't have it in my notes, but this is to me. This is a a great movie at showing that Batman is fucking crazy too. You know, right, it, right. Like the Christian Bale movies, which I love, and we're going to talk about those in later episodes. Absolutely. Batman is more of just kind of a normal, intense guy. This one, he kind of puts you on your heels a little bit. He is weird. Like Robert Wool's character, um, Alexander Knox, like immediately says – Oh, Bruce Wayne, he's a weird dude, and he's absolutely right. And he doesn't understand what Vicky sees in him. Right. So my number three, I actually have the the ace chemical job. So okay. basically where, where Jack Nicholson at this point, Jack Napier, is set up by boss Carl Grissom because he's having an affair with the boss's girl. And yeah, tips off the police through his corrupt cock uh, Eckhart and – Batman shows up because he happens to overhear Gordon at the at the party saying they're going to you know stop the the robbery and Batman sort of breaks it up. This is the first time the cops see Batman. Joker or uh, Jack Nicholson, uh, Jack Napier. I'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna use all three names interchangeably throughout. <laughs> uh, Jack shoots Eckhart, the cop, which you may have seen Eckhart, but probably only in one movie, which is. He's in Star Wars. He's Porkins. Uh, I don't know well enough to know that character. The fat guy who gets killed at the end when they're running on the uh, – they're making the run on the, uh, on the on the Death Star. Okay. It's out of nowhere. Everyone else is like it's a military guy, and this guy's just like super overweight, and they named him Porkins because he was overweight. I really hated this guy's voice in the movie. Yeah. he's Everyone is t- dialed up to 12 in this movie. They're skipping 11 altogether. Right. Which works in some cases and doesn't work in other cases. Like I, yeah, I, I I can totally get that. But I just love that he is just the most corrupt cop to the point where Gordon is not even pretending at that point. Yeah, because when he, when he finds out Eckhart's in, in charge of this operation, he he just goes, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> so Jack kills Eckhart, and then Batman accidentally sort of dumps him over a railing into the vat of chemicals and creates the Joker. One of the all-time fun movie villains, I think. What's your uh, what's your number two favorite scene, Derek? Uh, second for me is when uh, Bruce Wayne is trying to tell Vicky Vale that he's Batman and is just doing a horrible job. Like, very, very <laughs> yes. movie, very, very movie script-like scene where I'm like, I just can't tell you because I'm trying to. Like the very typical movie thing where like, okay, we know he's not going to say it, but he's going to try. And then the doorbell rings, and it's just like, I don't know, I've got to so kick that, out So of that it. is kind of, that does lead into that, uh, into the flashback, really, where he's... Uh, okay, so yeah, jo- I guess that... I, Are you, like, cutting it off? Then, when, yeah. yeah, if you cut it off when Joker comes in. Yeah, no, I, I like that because you really see Michael Keaton... I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it now, you know, in case, you know, I don't know if he's going to come up later, but he's... The fact that Michael Keaton is Batman is just bizarre. I'm so happy you said that. Right. And and, there, um, and in fandom at the time, like reading back about it, there was a big outrage because he's primarily a yeah, comedian. And I think right. he kills it in that scene because he's a comedian. Well, that's what I said. I don't know if you heard me earlier, but when you said, when he says, you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. 
all I heard was Beetlejuice, and I it yeah. took me right out of the movie. Really? I was like, what? What? Like, because for me, like, you know, I'm used to the other Bruce Wayne's, the Christian Bale, the, yeah. the even Val Kilmer is a little bit more slick as Bruce Wayne. But I, and I just when he said that, I heard Beetlejuice in his voice, and I was like, oh, I took me right out of the scene. Yeah, I mean, you got to put yourself at the time as well because it, this is really before Batman was codified as. Oh. Yeah, right. Swear right, to me. Yeah. It, I, and, I took that into it. Like, I, I took that into account while I was watching yeah. it too. This is before, and I had this thought when we see Joker sort of hitting on Vicky Vale, and you know, with uh, you know, with with Carl Grissom's girl. This is before Harley Quinn existed. Right. 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 So it's like it's a totally different world right now, and you could have a fun Joker, really. You know, and he's not, you know, Joker is not extreme in this movie, which unfortunately he ended up being, um, you know, when they definitely took the absolute wrong lessons from uh, from Heath Ledger's performance. But yeah, I, I thought I, I really like that scene because it's it, Keaton's just showing off at that point. You know, I, I don't think Christian Bale, even who was, again, great as Batman, great as Bruce Wayne, could have pulled off. You know how a normal person wakes up? and goes downstairs and he's yeah. I love his delivery in that. That's a really great right. shout. Yeah, that, that, I like that too. So my number two was actually the attack on the museum. And the reason I love this scene, because this scene to me is the movie. It makes absolutely no sense. It's bright. <laughs> it's colorful. Like Prince in a Batman movie. What are we talking about here? Party cool. man? What the yeah. hell is going on? I, I don't know if, we'll, if if you want to wait until later for that, but I, I have very strong opinions about Prince in this movie. Yeah, I <laughs> his he made a whole Batman concept album. Like you can look this up, where every character had like a song dedicated to them. He was super into this, but it's what they actually wanted to do originally. This and this is true. They wanted to have Prince and Michael Jackson collaborate on the album, on the soundtrack. And in the album, Prince would be the Joker and Michael Jackson would be Batman. Oh my God. But Michael Jackson backed out. So they're like, I guess we get Prince. Prince does all the music for the, you know, all the, the songs I, I for just, the soundtrack. I just, I just don't get it. It's, I just, to me, to me, I, I understand what you're saying, but to me, it absolutely works. Because it's, again, we're, we're in like fun Joker. I get it. I get it. But the music, it was almost like, uh, for me, it felt like a fan went over the movie and put Trent's music on it. It just, I didn't connect. It didn't, the Batman sure. world, Gotham world, and Prince don't connect in my sure. brain. So for me, it was like, and again, I, for somebody like you who's like, listen, this is, this is home. Yeah. That makes sense. If I can, yeah. you know what I mean? I can rattle off all of her this, songs. You're like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Well, I they, get it. I get also, it. We, we have to remember, like, this was my introduction to Prince. Okay. Okay. You know, yeah, that, that's the, a whole different thing then. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, to me, it just it's it's just super fun. I remember when you know when when Prince passed away a few years ago, talking online with people about how like our Prince memories were like the, the museum scene where I, I you know the Joker and his crew they've tricked Vicky Vale into a a museum. They're like destroying paintings. I love Jack Nicholson's lines in this because he he's just like. Yeah, look, the one dollar bill like always makes me yeah. laugh. And then he, they find like a real like disturbing looking painting. And yeah, I Joker's actually like, I think I think that's a Francis Bacon painting because I'm actually a big fan of his. Yeah, and that was the, when I first saw the painting before he even says that line. I went, "Ooh, I like that." Yeah, and then he goes, "Don't touch it." I like that one. I was like, oh, that's "I awesome. like this one." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then Batman shows up to to save the day in like the most obvious wire scene ever, which is hilarious to me. Right, right, and. Yeah, th that scene was not meant to be watched on Blu-ray, but uh, <laughs> it's 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 yeah, you know, it's just, it's just it, to me, I just have super fun with that. So, Derek, right. what's your what's your favorite scene in the movie? I think my favorite scene is the whole ending scene on top of the roof really? uh, okay. of that like castle, and like, he's and then he falls, and then the way Nicholson falls, it's so animated and goofy. But I actually kind of yeah. thought it worked. I thought it was cool. And then when he you know when he lands and he has that little laugh thing, I thought it was pretty eerie. It was one of the most one of the more eerier parts of the movie. I thought. Yeah, um, and I, I, you know what yeah. I like about that is they actually call back to that in the Dark Knight. 
Right, because, right. That, and, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, I mean, that, that makes it, you know, it's a point in favor of Dark Knight because you, you think, oh, he's going to let Joker fall, but he, he saves him. Right. It, it, that's another question I have, too, because, like, I, I know, I don't, you, you, you know way more about the Batman universe than I do. Yeah. The DC universe, for, for that matter. But now, was it always the case where Batman would not kill, his, kill the enemies? Because in this one, he actually does kill one of them. Oh, yeah. Well, in the very beginning of the Batman lore, yeah, we're talking like the first few months. We're talking like 1939. Mm-hmm. Batman was shooting people dead. Oh, and, okay. Wow, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and then they – DC has a really bad habit of just rebooting their characters over and over and over again. And this is one of the first examples of that, at least for their, their superheroes. You know, this we're talking. This is the same time frame where like Superman can't fly; he can just jump really high. You know, jump jump tall buildings in a single bound. They say that because he can't fly uh, at at the beginning. So they like tweak the character. You know, and this is really before even Batman. So Batman was introduced in a a series called Detective Comics, Mm -hmm. where you know each month they would introduce a new character and it would be a detective story, and Batman just hit because. The, if you look at some of that early art, it's mwah, chef's kiss incredible. Right. And he just caught on. When they get to Batman number one, you know, a few months later, that's when they're like, we really need to give this guy a backstory. And okay, his parents were killed in the alley. He probably wouldn't like guns at that point. That right, being said, right, okay. yeah, he's it. this version, and this is, I think, more of a Tim Burton thing. I think Tim Burton wanted to make this the Joker's movie, really. And you can see in, in in Batman Returns, it's really Penguin and Catwoman's movie. Batman's there in both of them. Batman plays a huge part. But I, I feel like that's like the general census of all Batman movies. I mean, I haven't seen the newest Ben Affleck stuff, but even like when I talk to people who aren't big comic book people, they're always like, oh, I love Batman. Oh, why do you like Batman? Because of the villains. Because, yeah, they're the most colorful humanized yeah. villains and it's always about them <laughs> yeah well I, I would say batman begins is definitely about batman i would say you know yeah. even you know the the schumacher ones are I mean, about batman and like robin or batman and robin and batgirl even those right but the only thing i'm saying is that like look when, when i think of batman forever i think of jim carrey as the riddler right away yeah you know what i mean i don't think of oh val kilmer's performance uh, or if I'm watching, yeah. even no, Batman I, Begins, for that matter, I'm thinking of Scarecrow. I agree. Those are the colorful characters, you know. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and that's one thing about Batman that in a you know in a, in, a, in a, a medium like movies or or TV, he can be overshadowed. Obviously, Joker has become you know Joker just had his own movie, and yeah, yeah, it and you know like we mentioned Harley Quinn earlier, she's getting her own movie now, so or she had. Yeah, has had her own movies at right. this point. So, yeah, Batman does have a great, you know, great uh, yeah, rogues gallery, probably the best in comics. But it, it, to me, when I say this movie's about the Joker, really the story arc is the Joker's. Right, right. Batman, yeah, Batman doesn't really change at all in this movie. He is just a right. constant. Mm-hmm. And you know, other than Alfred lets Vicky into the the bad cave and he kind of lets Vicky in Joker is the one who is like, he's a scumbag and then he's a supervillain and then he's dead. And that's the arc. Right. So that, I mean, we like, we see Joker's origin before we see Batman's in this movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Good, good point. Yeah. So speaking of that in, in a way, let's say about my favorite uh, aspect of the, uh, of the movie, my favorite scene. And I'll explain, I'll explain why. My favorite part of the movie is actually the opening scene. And yeah, maybe this resonates a bit for me more because I am a huge Batman fan. But we see Gotham City established. And you got to remember, at this point, that had not been fully realized. Mm-hmm. Right? So we see that incredible design, that you know, gothic Tim Burton-esque. And this is before he was sort of played out as he became. And we just see – it's incredible that we see this city. And – we see a family and they go in an alley and we're thinking, we're supposed to be thinking this is Batman's origin. Right. Right. I was thinking about that. I'm like, is yep. this and like, it can't be. I'm like, um, cause yeah. I was like, that is not Bruce Wayne's father. He's not, too like, he's too goofy. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're we're so yeah we're supposed to think that these two are going to get killed and the kid's going to be bad, you know, going to be Batman, but it's not. We're swerved, and the criminals escape. They get to a rooftop, and I just the delivery of these two criminals in this scene makes me laugh every time, where they're talking about yeah whether or not there's a Batman, and one of them just listen, there ain't no (laughs) bat. And then you <laughs> yeah, see yeah. you see Batman just like silently drop in the background. Right, right. Yeah, starts like laying into him. And then you get to me, like honestly, my two favorite lines in the movie. Really just my favorite dialogue exchange where he's holding one of the Batman's holding one of the criminals over the roof, over the alley. And he's like, I need you to do me a favor. Tell your friends about me. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. The, and the criminal is just again playing to the back of the back row. They're playing to the aisleways in in the balconies at this point. That you know, he's he's like, "Hey, man, who are you, man?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so obvious. <laughs> and then it's, I'm Batman, and it's just, it's to me, it's absolutely incredible. I love it because you're trying to you're you're playing to everybody. You're playing to the nerds who are there, like me, who are like, "Oh, this is a fun sort of inversion of the the origin story." And also, yeah, we're yeah we're we're introducing the the character and establishing what the character is very efficiently. It's great. Right, right. So excellent. Yeah, that's that's what we liked. And yeah, with the good comes the bad. Well, I think there's a lot to like about this movie. There are certainly things we don't like. And let's talk about our least favorite thing. So, Derek, you know, you seem to have some uh, some opinions here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm gonna, so this, I have quite a few things and I'll try to go through them as quick as I can, but since we're not doing the summary, I feel like maybe we should fill up some time here. Sure. Um, and so, okay. So again, this is the first time I've ever seen the movie full, from beginning to end. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I did, I was reading some of the trivia at, on IMDb as I was watching the film. Mm-hmm. And I did notice that Tim Burton had mentioned that he thought the movie was boring. And I thought, I kind of agree with him in a lot of ways. And, and, and I think it's a problem because like Star Wars, I didn't watch the old ones first. And that was, I guess, my fault. But if I had known, I would have obviously done it correctly. I just, I wasn't, I didn't grow up with them like other people did. I was more of an Indiana Jones fan. I saw all the other Batman movies first. I've seen the grittiness. I've seen all the good ones, all the, all the new age ones. And then I go back to this original one. And it's just not a lot going on with the whole movie. There's definitely pieces of like really cool things here and there. But for the most part, I was, I was wonder, waiting for something to really happen. I was waiting for some like, phenomenal acting, some this and that. And I really didn't get it with like, the whole movie. And I guess I think it, it also comes because I wasn't a kid watching this movie. And I think if I were, were you and watched this a million times as a kid, I would have a whole different outlook on it. Sure. Yeah, so no. that, that, that's the one thing is I thought it dragged at times. Um, I will say that I think Jack Nicholson's my least favorite Joker besides Jared Leto, who I haven't even Ooh. seen. Um, and Nicholson, and the reason is, is because Nicholson has always just been Nicholson in every movie. Sure. I've never seen him play these like outrageous parts that some other actors do. So for me, it was like, okay, this is Nicholson dressed up as the Joker. Yeah. And he's still Nicholson. Even his laugh, I've heard that laugh in other movies that he's done. Sure. Um, and so for me, it was like, there was nothing el- extra that he gave to the role that I was like, ooh, he's so good. He's I fun. There's, I don't want to step no on, I don't want to step on, you know, something that might be coming up later, but Right. Yeah, Robin Williams almost got that part. I, I, yep, I did read that, and I read that. I read that Robin Williams was literally bait for that movie. They yeah. gave, they, they literally offered him the role, and he was like, "Yes." And they were like, "Jack, see, Robin took it." And Jack's like, "Oh, never mind, I'll take it." And Robin you, was like, "Am I bait?" <laughs> I think it. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say probably not because I think Robin Williams would have been an excellent Joker, and I think we. I don't know if if at that time. Because he's, you know, coming off. He would have been coming off at that point. Dead Poets Society. I think it might have been the same year. Right, right. So I, I, he was. He yeah. may have been in the mood to be like, I'm going to do this a little bit more seriously. Or he might have I, just I been say, off the wall. If Robin Williams played the Joker, like, like, like I agree. I think it would have been off the wall. It would have been great. But I still think Willem Dafoe is the only true actor who should play the Joker, in my opinion. I think um, he, honestly, Dafoe could play an older Joker today if they wanted to yeah. adapt Dark Knight Returns. I think he literally he looks like when I played like Arkham Asylum on like Xbox 360. Yeah. I was like, is this Willem Dafoe's likeness? <laughs> yeah. So I was yeah, but so I, I'm not I'm not putting down Nicholson because I've seen other Jokers do a really good job, but 
Um, I think out of the ones that I have seen, I think he might be my least favorite. And I know a lot of people think he did, he's a, their favorite, but sure. that's my personal opinion. Michael Keaton, what the hell? I just did not like, why do you cast Michael Keaton as Batman? I just don't understand it. Again, like we talked about it earlier. I mean, and again, well, like, like you said, he's coming off Beetlejuice. So is Tim Burton. Right. It was just like, I don't really understand because I, again, I, even if I didn't see that the Batman movies, I picture like a guy who's at least kind of has a, a decent stature. Keaton's a small guy. <laughs> see that, that doesn't bother me. Yeah. Really, really at all that, that aspect of it. You know, if well, I, if I can, I just, I just want to, I want to believe, I want to believe that he is a strong guy who can beat the shit out of people. Be sure. And I don't know if I believed it, especially like he got his ass kicked at the end of the movie by one of Joker's henchmen. I mean, his ass kicked. And then he gets the upper hand and all of a sudden he wins the fight. And I was like, am I supposed to believe this? Right. And, and again, you got to put yourself in the shoes of people at the time. The only Batman they knew, live action at least, was Adam West. Right, right. You know, okay. this, is, this is before when people think Batman, they think like the ultimate hero you know the ultimate man who can stand up yeah to superman and right it, it, i i actually enjoyed now keaton is not my favorite batman but i think he puts a spin on it that that really i don't think any other any other batman actors get to because they're they're focusing on other aspects of it i'm mm-hmm. looking forward to robert pattinson who also does not look like a guy who can kick your ass that's also true. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, to see that for sure. But I yeah. see the thing with with uh, Pattinson is that um, I'm I'm coming off one of the one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. Um, with him in the Have you seen the Lighthouse? I haven't yet. No. So when I saw him in that, I was like, whatever miss whatever whatever I thought about him before is out the window for all the other movies he's been in. Like he, that's why I'm excited for the Batman is because of the Lighthouse. He he to me has always been a very good actor that made his money early so he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know, yeah, and probably, it's an yeah. unfortunate. Can I tell you, I think one of the f- more fun episodes we're ever going to do, because we're going to do every single movie ever made, oh, is, ever the, made. is the last twilight movie. <laughs> I haven't seen any of them. So I'm excited to watch every them. single one, except the last one is utter garbage. And the last one is off the wall. Insane. It's okay. Hilar- I, it's hilarious. I'm just I gonna say it now. I'm gonna spoil an aspect of the of the last Twilight movie for you. A werewolf falls in love with a baby. <laughs> That's a true statement. Oh man, I can't wait. Spoilers for Twilight, whatever it's called. But it's 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 hilarious. This sounds like a train wreck. I can't wait. It's oh, it's the uh, it, most incredible train wreck. I was um, oh I was compelled to see it in theaters. But uh, it it was oh, it was well worth my time to go see the last one. <laughs> Every other one trash. That one hilarious. Wow. So right. I I am going to actually say my least favorite part of the movie. It's actually something that you mentioned that you enjoyed, and I don't like that the Joker killed the Waynes because okay. to me that's where it almost becomes the Joker's movie because it it becomes a personal thing between Batman and the Joker as opposed to you know Joe Chill the guy in the comics who you know traditionally is the murder of, of Batman's family of Bruce Wayne's family is just a nameless faceless guy criminal right and Batman is waging his war on criminality as a whole whereas in this and and maybe this is because this we should mention was an absolutely massive hit this was the highest grossing film of its year. This absolutely kickstarted what we think of as superhero movies today. This mm-hmm. was a huge deal. It dominated the culture for a while. Right. And I, I think they expected it to be successful, but I don't think they expected it to be quite that successful. Because if you look at this, where with the exception of one scene at the end, which is actually, and we'll, we'll talk about it in a second, is really a self-contained story. You could end the series here. It doesn't, the movie doesn't necessarily demand a sequel. Right. There's yeah, no real true. setup, except for the scene where Alfred is driving Vicki Vale away. And, you know, really credit to, you know, to both of those act- actors, Kim Basinger in particular, you know, when, 
you know, when Alfred mentions like, oh, he's not going to be home for dinner. He'll be late for dinner or something like that. And Vicky is just like, yeah, I sort of expected that. Like that's the look right, that she right. gives. That's the yeah. only real sequel setup to me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I could see that. Yeah, it, this is definitely this, – this, this could be – you're right. It could be a standalone film yeah. for sure. Maybe it should have uh, been. I, I, I love Batman Returns, but yeah, maybe it should have been a standalone film. That, that was another. That was another thing I, I, I sort of disliked, and I, and I and I just like, I just thought like including Kim Basinger, absolutely including Kim Basinger. I felt like her and and all the other side characters are unbelievably forgettable for me. Um, even Billy D. Williams as as Harvey Dent like did nothing for the story for me. I didn't even know who Gordon was at one point in the movie. Um, I would, we'll talk about Gordon. I have uh, I have Gordon in another category we're going to talk about. But it, like 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 Kim Basinger, like for me was like, it was it literally felt like somebody was like, listen, we can't get anybody for this role. Let's get Kim Basinger. Well, for five thousand dollars. The the famous story, or you know what what has become sort of a famous Hollywood story, is this movie or this role rather in the movie was meant to have gone to Sean Young. That's you, right. I remember reading that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. And she like got injured right before filming. Yep. So they were actually scrambling to cast that role, mm-hmm. and you know Kim Basinger, I think does does a very you know a, a a very admirable job, and she does have a few really good moments. But I I I don't think she's, you know, what you see in Batman Returns, like Michelle Pfeiffer fucking melts the screen because she's so right, incredible. Exactly. So yeah, I mean Batman's an interesting character because he is really the only hero I can think of, especially on the DC side that, that doesn't have the significant other, you know, Superman has Lois Lane and Iron Man has Pepper Potts. Spider-Man has, has um, Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy, depending on you know, when, you're, when you're talking about Wonder Woman is Steve Trevor. Batman doesn't have, you know, other than Catwoman kind of, and Talia al Ghul kind of, there isn't the, the end game, significant other you know the, right the right so it i was is, thinking about it in my, in my brain i was watching the movie and i was like wait a minute i'm like so the next one i'm like i don't think there's one specific one besides catwoman who's like yeah and then batman forever there's nicole kidman who i'm pretty sure doesn't play vicky v i'll play somebody else I was she, yeah, she plays like she plays like a psychiatrist named chase right. meridian so i was like okay like okay so he doesn't really have a girl necessarily yeah not not like in the new ones with nolan's it was a little bit different well but, i mean that's interesting is you know nolan invented rachel because right because there's there's not the yeah, you know, there's not that character that would fit that role, um, and it seems like it seems like I should say the yeah you know, the, the Pattinson one, you know, Catwoman is is that yeah, but right, we'll see right. we'll see how that that comes out. Yeah. So yeah, you know, we've gone over our favorite scenes. We've talked about our least favorite aspects of the movie. Let's give out some awards to some people, and we do yeah. this every week in the form of a bronze, silver, and gold medal to the individuals who impacted, benefited from, or just was in any way integral to the movie. So I'll start this time. We'll, uh, we'll change it up a bit. Yeah. Uh, my bronze medal. And I'm going to give this to Jack Nicholson. And yeah. it is an iconic performance by the Joker. He's ultra quotable. This town needs an enema, uh, it, it, which is what we used, yeah, which, which makes me laugh every time. Uh, I'm no Picasso, but do you like it? Uh, it, it, he just, you know, we talked about the the, the museum. Or yeah, you know, yeah, I like this one. Or, uh, the one dollar bill, hubba hubba hubba, money, money, money. <laughs> to, right. It just it just makes me smile every time. And and granted, he's just he is Jack. He's yeah. there. There's no question about that. He doesn't go over to the to the role like a Ledger did, or you know, Joaquin Phoenix. But I to me, it's just. Just delightful, and to the point where you know, in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, there were people legitimately making the case online where like old man Jack Nicholson should be the Joker again. Right. So he, I think, I think he knocks it out of the park. Derek, who's your bronze medal winner? I'm actually giving the bronze to uh, Tim Burton for this one. Okay. Um, I think that's, uh, I think it's a cool, you know, it's 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 definitely the first big blockbuster Batman movie, and and and. You know, it's cool that he also made a sequel to it as well. He was kind of into it at that point. But um, I don't know. I, I just thought that uh, b- besides the fact that, you know, uh, the negative things I found about the movie, there are some definitely positive things about it. And I, I liked some of the direction that he, he went in. And I liked the uh, the one, I don't know if this was specifically Burton. But I'm assuming it is, but I love the balloons. 
Yeah. Um, that was a really cool aspect of the movie that none of the other movies really had. So I, I thought that was kind of a cool direction. So sure. I, I give him the bronze. Yep. So good choice. My silver goes to a man named Anton first. And what he did in the movie, he was the head of production design. So he's, he is the one that is responsible for the design of the characters of the city, the parade, the vehicles, everything. Mm. He actually, I actually said last week mistakenly that this movie did not win an Oscar. It actually did. I was going to call you out on that. Yeah. You know, he wins the Oscar for production design for this. And to me, that even more so than the performance themselves, like you said, you have the toys, the design, the, the bright yellow or the really bold yellow in the, in the bat signal. The, the Batmobile is so iconic. The the look of it, the sort of yeah, you know, what we now consider a very Tim Burtony look, was actually a lot of Anton first. So to me, he gets the silver because that movie doesn't resonate with the world as much without him. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah. he passed away a, a couple of years after that, uh, so we 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 did not get the amount of you know, of work we should have from him after that. So, right. you know, rest in peace and a, uh, you know, a shout out here on the greatest movie of all time podcast, Derek, uh, who do you have for the, uh, the silver medal? Uh, I started with Michael Keaton for this one. And I had my, my reservations. Cause I, like I said, I was kind of like cross. Cause I was like, why cast Michael Keaton in this, in this role and stuff like that. But, you know, I did realize and you actually pointed this out as well, but I, while watching it, I was like, he does bring a lot of color to the character. Yeah. Um, like some others just don't like, you know what I mean? It's just, sometimes it's just not really about his character. It's about the villains, but I did like his Bruce Wayne, um, his Batman, him in that costume with the little gold symbol on his chest. It's so iconic that like, I can't not give Michael Keaton just props for just being Batman and just doing, yeah. doing his job and stuff. So he gets my silver for this one. Yeah. I can't, I can't disagree too much. I, I, I to me, there, there are actually a lot of people who could have, meddled here you know i you know i i could easily and i and i don't want to step on your toes here i i could easily have given my gold to michael keaton uh, i easily could have given it to you know or a medal in general to danny elfman or i could have given it to prince really uh yeah I, prince could have meddled there's a lot of people who who made this difficult for me but the gold I think can only go to, to one person. And that's Tim Burton uh, for me. Let me just read to you in order the run that he is in the middle of this to start his career in directing features. Okay. Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Beetlejuice, Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns, Ed Wood. Damn. Can't can't fuck with it. Yeah, that 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 that's a pretty good list right there. <laughs> Yeah, that's and, and you know he he gets a little squirrely later on. He still does some good stuff, but at this point he can do no wrong. This is the the start of his career. It's crazy, you know. And and really he just helps. He brings these people together. He, to me, I think with without this movie, you know, the biggest superhero movie, you know, is is really Avengers at this point. And the main character of that is Tony Stark. Who, who really, you know, Iron Man kickstarted this whole craze. The quippy superhero is a thing that in movies didn't really happen until this. Like, really, the only huge superhero movies before this was the Superman series. Right, right. And, you know, and I love those movies. I think uh, Christopher Reeve is, is incredible, but it's very different. You know, Batman, you know, I'm Batman. Tell your friends about me. Yeah, the, the just the Michael Keatonness of it—that was something Tim Burton pushed for. Right, right. No, nobody wanted to cast him. He wasn't the—you know—they wanted either an action star or, you know, as crazy as it sounds now, you know, Alec Baldwin, you know, coming off of Beetlejuice, easily had right. he had he had the look for it, and that would have been really yeah. interesting. But for sure, I he also. You know, he, he does bring in Anton first, and he does bring in Danny Elfman with that incredible theme. And he's the one that pitches Jack Nicholson. And and he he did it before he pitched Jack Nicholson before Beetlejuice came out. Wow. So which is wild because Pee Wee's Big Adventure, 
good movie, not a massive hit. So he's bringing all these people together. He is, I mean, I, I he's not a great action director. So the, I mean, yeah, that's the one strike against him. I feel like, right? Yeah, the fights in this movie are not what they could be and would be in the future. But I, I think Definitely. you can't you can't argue with it because he's at he is at this point at the absolute height of his powers. That's, that's hard to argue with. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Derek, I'm actually I'm very interested. Who is your gold medal winner? My gold is Jack Nicholson, and uh, really? I'll tell you okay. why. And, and here's the thing about Jack. Like I said, he plays himself. He's got makeup on. Mm-hmm. I'm not really giving the award to Jack. I'm giving the award to Joker because okay. I feel like he it's almost a given it's a win if you if you're an actor and you get the role of the joker in a movie you are going to be looked at by everybody and even if you do a subpar job you're still the most colorful person in the movie sure. uh, for the most part and i just feel like every time i was watching this movie while well, i was the movie i was like okay i want to see i want to see more joker i want to see what he's got up his sleeve i want to see you know i and, and one of my favorite scenes i probably should have mentioned earlier i kind of can jump uh, jumble them up but the one scene where he like takes over the network yeah, and, and he like, pushes the, the, the screen out of the way. Yeah, and I thought that was like that, that for me was like my favorite Joker bit of the movie because it was quirky, but it was like you know kind of crazy. Secret um, favorite but, line from that scene for me is like, "Looks like somebody's been using brand X." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he holds the X. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, like like I said, Nicholson. Honestly, like from what I've read, I know that he had a lot of fun, but you can tell how much fun he had making this movie. Yeah. It, I, and, I, uh, again, there I I could there are like six people in this movie to me who I can't I wouldn't argue too much about where and what medal they got and and Nicholson is absolutely worthy of that. It it really just it shows how great he is as an actor because yeah yeah you know and how versatile yeah. he is. We're gonna we're gonna talk a lot more Jack as as the the episodes go on. Yeah, and I, and I am a Jack fan. I really am. I'm I'm saying that he he's the same in a lot of movies, but yeah. I, I but 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 what I am saying as well, and I'm probably speaking out of my ass here, but like, who's that dude who was in that movie, The Room, the really bad actor? Oh, I yeah, I, I know you. If that guy, if that guy got the role of the Joker in the new movie, I know he's a terrible actor, but because he got the role of the Joker, I'm interested to see what he does. Joker's like. If, Joker is really like the comic book Hamlet at this point. It's just like, well, you're an yeah. actor. You got to have your – what's your Joker take? It, and it, right. It, like I say that kind of facetiously because I know there are definitely film people who might listen to this episode or are like, yeah, fuck off, buddy. But, right. You know, and, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean that seriously, but I just mean yeah. like it's the role that really wins me, not specifically yeah. the actor sometimes. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah. Again, I, I'm not going to argue with that too, you know, really at all because you know, he's, he's excellent. So – yeah, we've uh, let's let's move on. Yeah, we've actually got a new feature this week, and it's uh, it's something that we've we've actually done it a few times before, but now we're gonna codify it as uh, official. The people we just talked about, yeah, the movie it couldn't exist without them. It wouldn't exist in the same form without them. But perhaps there's somebody else, or maybe even someone who got a medal, and you know, in the future, that could be switched out. Maybe even more than one. In this case, I have one, but we could be talking about more. So let's recast the movie. Derek, did you have a a role? And I'm going to say, we say recast, but I think if you wanted to switch a director or somebody, something else, we can do that. But for this, I think we just have actors. Am I right? Yeah. And so and we're also following the rules of like the actor during that exact time period, not like, yes, yes. oh, so-and-so from the 40s. We're going we're gonna, to, yeah, we're going to do some, once we do older movies, we're going to do, let's cast it today. But I think we're, we're in the zone where we know enough actors from that point where we can, we can recast it with actors right. from that time. So who do you, who do you, who and what did you want to recast? So it's funny. I, 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 for me, I was really thinking Willem Dafoe for the Joker, but I, I yeah. think he might be too young at this point. Okay. In 89, but uh, the more I think about Robin Williams, I just want to see it happen. My whole life, I just wanted to see him play one Batman villain. I didn't care which one. Yeah. I just wanted to see, because I, I remember at one point he was going to be the Riddler, and then he was going to be mm. a Scarecrow, and there's almost oh, so many rumors. and like He would have made a Robin terrible Williams. Scarecrow, but Riddler, he would have done well. Right, so it's just like uh, one of those things I just wanted to see. So if, if, I, if I had to recast it, I, I, I'd like to see Robin Williams play the Joker, just, just so I could say I saw it. I know that at one point, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I read this, that Tim Curry was also being talked about 
And but he was like literally doing it at the same time because it was released so, in 1990. So what I really want to see and hear is before Mark Hamill was cast as Joker in Batman the animated series, they actually recorded two episodes with Tim Curry as the Joker. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And those, to my knowledge, those episodes have not come to light. The, the only thing, I mean, the only thing that I've, I've heard is from an interview with Mark Hamill, who you know, heard the, the episodes before he you know, redubbed them, was that he was very like, his Joker was almost like pirate-esque. That's how, that's how oh. he used it. Oh wow! Okay, that's how that's how Mark Hamill phrase it. You know, so it was, I would imagine it was very much like down in this range or something like that. The almost right, almost right. the Pennywise voice. Um, right, right, yeah, you know, it, it, yeah. That it's, it would have been bad if he had, if he had gotten the Joker role and then did it. It would have just been just oh, he's just a clown guy now. You know. Yeah, I mean that's that's an alternate universe. I really love. That's actually one of my alternate versions of something that I really want to hear. Is the you know I want to see. I want to hear Tim Curry's Joker, and you know we we got very close to it. Right, right. So, I, did you have anybody else that you wanted to? Um, uh, the only thing, else? only thing I could say is like I don't because Batman's such a strange character, and Bruce Wayne's kind of a regular guy. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just so hard for me to be like, oh, this guy. If you said Alec Baldwin, that that could be interesting, especially when he was. It'd be totally skinny, different. It'd be so different. Beetlejuice, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it would but, be good, but it'd be so different than you know than than what the movie that we got. So right, that's true. Yeah, and, and then Kim Basinger's character. Honestly, you could have thrown any. In my opinion, you could have thrown any female actor actress in there and and, and done the job. I think I think so. Sean I think Sean Young would have done a great job. Um, I think, you know, it's 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 tough in this in this era, you know, and especially with that role, um, because it's, you know, who who's out there at that time, really, you know, right. It, it, um, yeah, Karen, Karen Allen from Indiana Jones, maybe, but that would have been a totally different role. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So uh, my, I, I actually have, I have one role that I that I wanted to recast, and it's uh, it's Commissioner Gordon. Okay. And I understand they're they're going for a different sort of type of character than we'd see later, but Gordon in the comics at this time, we are starting to see what would evolve into. Yeah, you know, what what Gary Oldman would then then adapt? You know, he's a, he's a very, you know, this this Gordon in the movie is just kind of a, a doddering, fat old police commissioner. Right. And I wanted in this role because I, I, you know Gordon doesn't play a huge part in the movie, but I'd like to see a little bit more flavor with mm-hmm. uh, with with the role. And you know, here here's what I want for Gordon. You know, I want I want him to be a little bit funnier. I want him to be on the older side, but not what he is, not useless. You know, Pat Hingle plays him, fun actor, pretty good performance, but not the Gordon I want. You know, I want a guy who can read as a cop. I want a guy perhaps who played a a cop in a movie that came out this year. Perhaps a cop that was too old for this shit. I want Danny Glover (laughs) as James Gordon in this movie. Yes. Yes. I'm I'm not joking. I think it would be incredible. I would love that. I would have loved that. Yeah, absolutely. Just his reactions to seeing Batman. Come on, it would be it would be incredible. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're spot on about this one. I think yeah. So that's that's something we're we're gonna do each week here. We can maybe take a role or two, or you know maybe a movie who if there's a director at the time we think could have done a better job. You know, a, a, a different yeah. You know, maybe maybe in this one, if we had more time to think about it, we'd switch somebody out instead of Prince. But you know, we we the, we the die is cast. But that's you know that's something we're going to do each week now. But uh, something we've done every episode. You know, on the greatest movie of all time, we recognize that not every movie can only be the greatest movie of all time. Only one can. We know this, but I think we contend that every movie can do at least one thing better than any other movie. So Derek, what does Tim Burton's Batman do better than any other movie? This is such a cop-out answer because I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> but I was thinking like, not better than anything else, but I, 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 it's, I, I guess I could say it's like, 
it does a very good job of being like the first blockbuster superhero movie of like its time. Sure. Um, and uh, it sets the it sets the course for so many cool things. And um, you mentioned before the guy who who set up Gotham, who who, who did all that stuff. Like he, I think honestly, um, whoever did the one for Batman Returns obviously got the ideas from the first Batman. Um, and I think that uh, that's at the tone for everything. So yeah. I don't. It's kind of a cop out answer, but that's just kind of what I have to no, say. No, I, I think you're. I think you're absolutely right. I think this is the first modern superhero movie. It it, it codified a lot of tropes. And it just set the formula for a lot of what we'd see in the future. You know, it, structurally, if you look at the, the, the Spider-Man movies from the 2000s, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans, it, yep. it follows this same formula. You know, it builds up right. a villain. You know, at least the good ones do. Builds up a villain. Spider-Man deals with it. The overarching story is about Spider-Man. Right. Those don't those movies don't happen without this movie. I, right. I, I feel. Agreed. So I have, and this, you know, this may be, may be controversial, but I, th- I think I'm going to, I'm going to say this. So this to me is the best on screen origin for a Batman villain. Okay. Right? Well, that's very, that's very interesting that you say that. Okay. Well, let's, let's think about it because you know, I'm not going to sit here and say Nicholson's better than Ledger. That you know, that, I'm not going to make that argument. But we don't see Ledger's origin. He well, just I wasn't is. even thinking Ledger. I was thinking Phoenix. Okay, that is that's interesting. I, to me, that is a good movie, but it borrows so heavily from Scorsese. You know, absolutely, absolutely, it's that, comedy. It King comedy that it it actually knocks it down a peg. Where to me, we see Joker's origin here, the the just absolutely iconic, you know, pool of acid or whatever he falls into. And you know, we see the the scene where he's he's getting he's in that like sort of back alley plastic surgeon's office. I don't even what the hell that is. And it's almost like, to me, it's almost like a universal horror movie, you know, a universal monster movie. And he's, you know, he's seeing, you know, show me the, show me the, show me the, and he just laughs. And it, it's, it's just, it's so fun. And it's so, it's very Burton-esque. It's so like left of center. But I mean, let's, like, what are the other Batman origin villains that we see on screen? You know, I mean, nothing, nothing. I mean, Penguin, Catwoman in the next one's really good. She's gonna just go in order. Um, yeah. Riddler, no. Two Face, oh. Batman Forever, no. Poison Ivy, I guess, becomes her kind of right. Yeah, yeah. Pamela, we see Pamela Isley become Poison Ivy. That, that performance is is. We, I mean, we talked about in Pulp Fiction that <laughs> that that basically killed Uma Thurman's career for a while. That performance, right? You know, Batman Begins. We don't see. Russell Ghoul's origin. We don't really see Scarecrow's origin. Dark Knight, Two Face. You can make the argument, but I, I would say this is better. Dark Knight gotcha. Rises. I mean, to me, the only one even in contention is Catwoman and Batman Returns. Yeah, you might be right about that. You might be right about that. Um, and which is which is weird because, like we said, Batman has such a great rogues gallery, such a great pool of villains to pull from, and we just don't see them become. Right. Well, I will say this, and and this is something that like I, I should have mentioned earlier, but I didn't know when to mention it. I think one of my favorite parts of the entire movie was the fact that they say that like Batman and Joker created each other. Yeah, I think that was really cool. Like something that I never would have thought of, like until they actually sure. showed it to me. Um, really cool. I can I can see liking that. I, like I said, that's that's one of my, you know, if not my least favorite aspect of the movie because, and that's more of just like a as a Batman fan, right? You know, right. It it just to me it becomes this is a fight between two people, as opposed to this is, yeah, and, and I think Dark Knight did it the best and 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 depicted the best because Batman is waging his war, and Joker is just a side effect of that war. Mm. You know, and, and Batman's war is not against the Joker, but he's going to create the Joker. Right. 
do they do they ever say do they ever say the Joker in the Dark Knight? Yeah, they do. Okay, I just yeah. Uh, for some reason, I it's think it's of it. actually my least favorite line of the movie because it's it's Christian Bale doing a dramatic line reading in 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 his Batman voice and his you know he was like the Joker cannot win. Yeah, oh god, thank yeah. god. And even yeah, and in oh, Batman man. Begins, they they say you know they. Land at the end, Gary Oldman's like, yeah, leaves a calling card, calls himself Joker. Oh, that's right. At the end of the episode. Okay. So he's he's Joker before then. Okay. So, you know, we, we've talked about what, what we think in the movie. I mean, do you think we, you know, is there anything else you want to talk about in the movie? Did we miss anything? I will say another least favorite thing, because um, I, I have several. And sure. I, I, have, I have mentioned Prince, but the Prince music yeah. as well did not, did not fit for me in all of the movie. That's just me. Didn't work for me at all. I actually just, I didn't want to hear any artist in there. I just wanted to hear a score. Sure. Um, that's just me uh, for this specific movie. But another thing I didn't like at all, and, and this is separate from Bob the Goon, I thought the Joker's henchmen were awful. Like they just had these goofy, like almost like cop jackets on. Like, yeah. No, like, I feel like there was not, like nobody in the writing was like, we're going to make these like villains really cool looking, the sidekicks. They were the most plain. I thought, I thought Batman was beating up cops at the end. I didn't even know what I was watching. I was yeah. like, they put no Bob work the, into yeah. this. The, and they like, I, I would have loved they, I mean, in the, in that, you know, bell tower sequence when you know, Batman's fighting these villains and one's like, he's fighting the karate guy and the sword guy. And like, <laughs> I wish they would have established those guys were just like beforehand, like having beat up some cops or something like that. Right, right. And there's like, Oh, how's Batman going to deal with karate henchmen or something like that. <laughs> it's very wild, wild west. Yeah. pretty. It, it, <laughs> well, well, I mean, yeah. That, fighting, fighting a sword well, it's the and... same, it's the same producer, you know, that the, you've oh, heard that Kevin okay. Smith, Famous right. Kevin Smith when he was trying to write Superman, he met with John Peters who produced this. Right. Okay. And he was like, "You need to make a, you know, it, it, you need to put in a giant spider." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. It, yeah. yeah I, 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 I hear. I hear you on that one. I, I think. I do love when Joker shoots Bob the Goon, though. Yeah, that was pretty funny. He's like, he's like, guys, I need a minute. <laughs> Bob, gun. Here you go. Bam. Boom. And then he's like, guys, I'm going to need a minute or two. <laughs> that was classic. Yeah. But yeah, I think we, I think we got all the, the, the major points anyway of the yeah. movie. So we, we've talked about what we think. But every year in Hollywood, we watch as the Hollywood bigwigs and uh, Glitterati choose what they think. Glitterati. Glitterati is the, are the, you know, the best films of the year. And, you know, this one is, you know, not an awards movie. Yeah, it's, it's a blockbuster. So it only wins one Oscar, wins Best Art Direction, I think, very well-deserved. It's actually not even nominated for any other awards. No effects mm-hmm. awards, no score, nothing. Let's talk about what was nominated. This is a really weird year. Movies from 1989, it's very infamous because the Best Picture winner is Driving Miss Daisy. Mm-hmm. And... It is that is not a good movie, and <laughs> it won. It won when "Do the Right Thing" was not even nominated. Right. Well, so, so what, the, what the heck else was nominated that year? So yeah, let's go over. So other than that, actually, I think it's it's a pretty good lineup. So Best Picture winner, like we said, "Driving Miss Daisy," also nominated. "Born on the Fourth of July," "Dead Poets Society," "Field of Dreams," and "My Left Foot." It's a really good year. I'm surprised my left foot didn't take it because I know Day Lewis definitely won that year then, right? Yes, he did. But he, yeah, I mean, I think I would not be super upset with any of the other movies. I think Do the Right Thing really is the one that should have won, mm-hmm. and we'll we will definitely do that movie. It'll be fun to hear two white guys talk about that movie because uh, right. it is yeah even today especially Do the Right Thing is more relevant than ever. But right. right. Yeah, I, I think – I mean, listen, I love this movie. I'm very realistic about it. I'm not going to try to – I'm not going to really make the case it's a lot of the best picture. But I, I, I mean, I, I love Batman, but it's just not – to me, not at that level. There, right, there's too right. much – there's too much fluff, which – and, you know, I love fluff. I have, I have – you know, I have a sweet tooth. I love all the fluff I can get, but 
I don't think it belongs in there. Uh, well, I think I think I think if, if if you're gonna release action figures at a McDonald's or Burger King, that movie should be nominated for an award. Uh, I think Lord of the Rings might have had some uh, some Burger maybe, King maybe or McDonald's possible, toys. Possible. Well, even even that, like people were like, you know, Fellowship didn't win the first. I mean, like, oh, at least they got nominated. though. Return of the King finally won, but like, yeah. I feel like they've always been against colorful movies like this um, yeah well i mean there was a few years after this there's an absolute revolt because the animated beauty and the beast was nominated for best picture oh, and then, okay. they're, then they're like we have to nip this in the bud and a few years later they had best animated feature right okay um so best director uh is won by oliver stone born on the fourth of july woody allen is nominated for crimes and misdemeanors peter weir for dead Bo- dead poet society kenneth Branagh for henry v and Jim Sheridan from my left foot. Uh, again, I don't know that I would try to to you know cram cram Tim Burton in there. Although I think you know what I uh, you know what I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue if if, if do, do you think we can put him in there? Would you? Uh... You know, yeah, I, I, it wouldn't bother me if he was in there. Let's put it that way. I mean, yeah, I mean, why not? Let's you know what Kenneth Branagh. You've had too many too many Shakespeare's. Yeah, if you, I, I feel like you're, I feel like you're just sleepwalking through. I'm sorry, Ken. I think uh, I think we, you're out on that one. Yeah. So let's uh, let's make it official. We're replacing Best Director nominee. I don't know if I can have him win. I can I I think it's tough to argue with Oliver Stone, but right. Let's throw him in. Let's throw Tim Burton as a nominee. Best Actor, like we said, Daniel Day Lewis wins from My Left Foot. Kenneth Branagh nominated for Henry V, Tom Cruise, Born on the Fourth of July, Morgan Freeman, Driving Miss Daisy, and Robin Williams, Dead Poet Society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keaton, I don't think – fun, great performance, fun performance. I don't think it rises to the level of, of best actor. Right. Uh, best actress, I don't think we're going to make – it doesn't really matter who's, who's nominated. I don't think we're going to really make the, the case for, uh, for, for Vicky. Um, yeah, de- definitely not for me. Yeah, I don't even think looking at best supporting actors. No, not even no. I, w- I would say no on that. Best supporting actor. This one, let's. I think Jack. We could have it. We could have a case for Jack. Here. Yeah, but I mean, do we do we think Jack is a, a supporting actor in this movie? I think so. I think you I think, think so? Michael Keaton's the lead actor. I think Jack's a supporting actor. I think we see more of Jack than we do of uh, of Michael Keaton almost. Yeah, but I, I think playing the villain, I, I just think he's gonna be. Yeah, and and you know that movie is named Batman. Right. Yeah, I yeah. think if he was gonna be nominated, I believe it would be best supporting. Okay. Um, so, best supporting is won by Denzel Washington for Glory. Other nominees: Danny Aiello for Do the Right Thing, Marlon Brando for A Dry White Season, which I've never seen, which I'm sure is yeah. just wonderful and late '80s Brando. Um, <laughs> Martin Landau for Crimes and Misdemeanors. And are you ready for this? Are you ready for the fifth nominee? I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. The movie is Driving Miss Daisy. The actor is Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> yeah. Finally, Dan. <laughs> Gets a nom. Sorry, Dan. That's not a good movie. You're out. Listen, I feel like I feel like, I feel like Jack Nicholson. Is in over Dan Aykroyd. Listen, Dan didn't get it for Doctor Detroit, so finally he gets a nom for this. Oh my god! Hey, uh, you're uh, there's uh, there's aliens out there, uh, Christopher Walken. <laughs> uh. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I get, I get, a, you know what? I, I'm I'm taking a stand here. Jack Nicholson is nominated for the Oscar over Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, give him a nom. So yeah, I, I think we can we can say Tim Burton gets the nod for uh, for now, and we'll, we'll revisit 1989 in the future. I am positive. Uh, for now, Tim Burton gets the uh, the best director nod, and Jack Nicholson uh, in, in the greatest movie of all time universe gets the best supporting actor nod. So I mean that's that's the Oscars, and you know before we you know before we finish here, I, I do want to remind everybody. To, uh, to follow us on social media. We're the Greatest Movie of All Time podcast on Facebook. Uh, we're at Great Movie Cast on Twitter. And you can email us at greatestmoviepod at, uh, at gmail.com. And you know, I, we want to hear from you. Uh, we really do. And you know, if you have a strong opinion about this movie or any of the movies we covered, let us know. We're happy to, uh, you know, we're happy to, to 
read your opinion and uh, and get some dialogue going. So so let us know. And now it's time for the most important part of the podcast. My least favorite. Derek's least favorite, and I'm very interested to see how this is going to go because I think this Smoke. is this is really oh, the, the first one we've done that you haven't really been in love with. I would say, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess, I guess, uh, I'm trying to make my brain think fast, so we'll see where it goes. We'll do it. So let's, uh, let's put 30 seconds on the clock and Derek is going to do his best despite Derek is putting on a salesman hat here. You know, he's, this is not necessarily his opinion. This is how he would sell the movie as the greatest movie of all time. And what we do each episode is we put 30 seconds on the clock. And we give Derek a solid 30 seconds to explain to us and sell us on the idea that this movie that we're discussing, in this case, Batman, is the greatest movie of all time. Derek, I'm going to say three, two, one, go. And then you go. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Gotham is in trouble, okay? You have a criminal who falls into a a vat of chemicals and becomes a supervillain. He is the Joker. Batman has to stop the Joker. You're going to see some really, really intense, fun situations. You're going to see a Batmobile. You're going to see all kinds of crazy stuff. You're going to see balloons that have chemicals coming out of them. You're going to see a a battle at the top of a tower where somebody falls off a cliff and dies. This is the movie for you. You're going to have a lot of fun with your kids. Check it out. All right. Derek did it in 28.5 seconds. Great job, Derek. It uh, it sure does. So, yeah, that's 30 seconds. Well, 28.5 seconds to uh, to. You know, sell us on the, the greatest movie of all time, Batman. Maybe you think it is. Maybe you think it's not. Do you agree with the, Would you agree with me that it, uh, you know this is one of your favorites? Do you agree more with Derek that it's just okay? Do you think it's terrible? Let us know. We're happy to find out. Like I said, find us on social media and let us know. So that does it for this week. Next week, or next episode, I should say, next time, we are moving on to something else. And this week was my pick. Next week is a Derek's pick or a Rex pick, as we said in our Oliver episode. Uh, So we go from a Rick's pick to a Rex pick. Rick, what have you chosen for our next episode? I have chosen a movie close to my heart. It is Almost Famous. That's right. The 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 magnum opus of a a teenager who is following along a, a band who is a, an amalgamation of a of a bunch of seventies bands and gets into all sorts of trouble and it's it's a great choice and uh, we're gonna have some fun listening to people sing Elton John next week uh, and uh, yeah like I said let us know what you think and what you want to see you know I have been your co-host, Rick Barrasso. I have been your other co-host, Derek Smith, or Rex Smith. Rex Smith, Rick Barrasso. Keep watching, everybody.